last podcast, we explored FMCSA's most recent report on crashes involving large trucks and buses. In this episode, Fred Andersky, Director, Demo Sales and Service Training at Bendix, again joins me to talk about some other things to keep in mind when it comes to the data. Hi, I'm Denise Rondini, and welcome to Truck Talk with Bendix. This podcast series will help you better understand key topics in the commercial trucking industry. Hi, Fred. Welcome to Truck Talk. Hi, Denise. Nice to chat with you once again. Fred, can you explain the various types of collisions that large trucks can be involved in based on the initial point of impact? Sure, Denise. In the large truck and bus crash facts for 2018, specifically the crashes section, you'll find a table that will talk about crashes by the first harmful event to the truck. First harmful event is defined by the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration as the first event during a crash that resulted in death, injury, or property damage. You know, Denise, in the last podcast, we mentioned that collisions accounted for most of the crashes which resulted in a fatality, injury, or property damage for both single-vehicle and multi-vehicle crashes. Collisions, not surprisingly, can vary. Some are with another vehicle, either moving or stationary. Others are with people, trains, animals, and other objects. Given this, the majority of first harmful events, 77%, are the truck colliding with another moving vehicle, and the second, at 11% of total crashes, is with a fixed object, like a tree or telephone pole. Now, fixed object crashes are the major type of single vehicle crashes, whereas the collision with another moving vehicle is really the major type of multi-vehicle crash. Now, Denise, there are other collisions, including collisions with parked motor vehicles, with personal conveyances, and with our furry little friends. These crashes combined account for a little over 8% of the total crashes. And then finally, there are crash types that have nothing to really do with collisions. Rollovers, jackknifes, explosions, fires, cargo shift, and even pavement surface irregularities. But in terms of total crashes, these really account for less than 4%, with rollovers and jackknifes accounting for about two-thirds of those crashes. Thanks, Fred. I hadn't ever heard that expression, first harmful event, before. So when it comes to these large trucks, what's the contact point for the majority of these first harmful events, and why do you think it is? Well, Denise, for the majority of trucks and crashes, the front of the truck accounts for 40%. Sides of the truck account for about 30%, both left and right, and the rear of the truck accounts for 24%. As to why, FMCSA doesn't really provide an explanation, except to tell us collisions, as we've discussed, are the major issue. But you know, per our previous discussions, trucks aren't as maneuverable as cars, nor can they stop in as short of a distance as cars. So the driver of a car who cuts in front of a truck and slams on their brakes to, say, make an exit or a turn, can easily become a crash situation if the truck driver isn't able to anticipate the situation or is unable to react in time due to the sudden reduction in time and space due to the car driver's maneuver. This is why there is a high interest in collision mitigation technologies, blind spotter technologies, etc., These systems can deliver the driver insight via alerts and, in some cases, 
interventions to help the driver avoid these types of collision crashes. So with uh, rear-end collisions accounting for 24% uh, of the collisions, you've expressed some interest in that. Can you talk about um, why you find that type of collision interesting? Well, a couple of reasons, Denise. You know, first to me, this can be the most common and depending on speed and distance differential between the vehicles involved, can be the most devastating crash. Again, 80,000 pounds slamming into 4,000 pounds, typically not a good thing. Second, one quarter of the trucks involved in crashes are involved in collisions where the front of their vehicle is hitting the rear of the forward vehicle. So it's a pretty major issue. But it's also the most preventable crash from my perspective. As we discussed, increasing time and distance between the vehicles gives the driver time to avoid the collision. Less eloquently, backing off helps you stay off the back of the vehicle in front of you. Lastly, of course, Bendix manufactures collision mitigation systems that can help drivers mitigate these collisions. My interest is to watch to see as these systems become more penetrated into the registered truck base out there, do we also see this statistic start to decrease? Fred, can you share some of the details of rear-end collisions from the FMCSA data? Sure, Denise. Large trucks rear-ending passenger vehicles in 2018, 38,104 large trucks did this. That's about one rear-ender every 15 minutes. Regrettably, this is up 15% from 2017 when 33,094 trucks rear-ended a uh, car they were following. The majority of these crashes in both 27 and 2018 were property damage only crashes, but in 2018, 9,104 were fatality and injury crashes, most of those being injury crashes. That's roughly about a quarter of the total truck's rear-ending passenger vehicle incidents. Now, to be fair, passenger vehicles do rear-end trucks more often than you may think. In 2018, about 36,379 passenger vehicles rear-ended a large truck. Again, roughly one every 15 minutes. This figure is also up from 2017 by about 8%. It's also interesting that more folks are actually killed or injured when the car rear-ends the truck, as opposed to the truck hitting the car. So 4,000 pounds running into 80,000 pounds also doesn't end well. That's some very interesting statistics, Fred. So what are some of the factors that go into improving the survivability of a crash? You know, Denise, the best way to survive a crash is not to have one. Now, while we might think uh, making trucks and cars more crashworthy um, is 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 the route to go, really National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and others are really discussing more around the idea that crashworthiness, while a good goal, is not the one that's really going to take away. Um, the fatalities, injuries, and even the property damage crashes we're seeing. It's really crash avoidance. And this is what will really help deliver reductions in these crash statistics. So overall, 
The best way to not have a crash is to be vigilant on the road. And being vigilant, in my mind, is twofold. Driver vigilance and technology vigilance working together. Technology can help by delivering alerts to let the driver know what's going on ahead and that things may be changing and that they want to remain engaged or get back engaged if they're not. An alert driver is one that is keeping time and space between his or her vehicle and the vehicle they are following. So vigilance via driver and technology is, at least from my perspective, the key to avoiding crashes. I've been speaking with Fred Andersky, Director Demo Sales and Service Training at Bendix. Fred, it's always good to have you on Truck Talk. Thanks, Denise. Until next time, stay safe, stay well, and take care. During our next episode of Truck Talk, Fred will offer his thoughts on driver expectations about safety technology and the importance of training drivers on safety-related technology. Subscribe to Truck Talk with Bendix on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Google Play and discover how Bendix solutions can help you improve performance, increase safety, and lower your total cost of ownership. To learn more about Bendix products, visit knowledge-doc.com. That's knowledge-doc.com. You'll find an archive of previous episodes of this podcast. I'm Denise Rondini. Thanks for listening to Truck Talk with Bendix. Bendix.